Welcome to Lead Empower Grow, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs who lead productive teams, empower their communities, and grow successful businesses of their own. This week is Thanksgiving, and with the holidays coming up, I wanted to do something a little special for today's episode and highlight stories of gratitude that have been shared on our podcast over the years. The gratitude that is in our industry by nature, because the death benefit comes at a painful time to say the least. And well, money doesn't fix everything. It certainly helps at a time when a family is already grieving. And almost every agent that comes onto our show has a story of a client being incredibly grateful and themselves swelling with pride and passion for the industry for being able to help people like that in real ways. And so I dug back through the archives and I wanted to highlight a bunch of little stories of gratitude. Whether it's the agent's gratitude for having the opportunity to help people like this, or the client's gratitude for the agent and their policy protecting them at such a vulnerable time. We have a lot of speakers coming up and I'd rather just step back and let them tell their own stories because I think the power of stringing them all together kind of shows that what we do is important and inspires gratitude. But I'll list out each one of the speakers in the episode description, along with timestamps, so you know who said what and when. And I'll link to each of their episodes in the process, because if you like what you hear in this episode, it's worth going back and listening to those old ones. So without further ado, happy Thanksgiving, and let's listen. And I still tell the story. I helped a young couple, and this is way, way in the beginning. Now I know how to work my way through it. Mm-hmm. But sold the wife a policy. Uh, husband was kind of just thinking about it and wanted to take more time. And in the time that he took, and it was only two months, his doctor told him that his that he's uh, he has hep B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now he's on medication. And they were devastated. They were devastated because then it, it makes a difference now in their rate, right? Yeah, now, now, now the game has changed. Mm-hmm. But I learned how to present that to the underwriter. You know, I found out all the information, like which company is is this going to be better at? Which carrier is going to provide him a little more coverage if he's got this going on? How do I present it to them in a cover letter? What kind of information can I provide? How can I help this guy get coverage? Mm -hmm. And I was able to do it. And they were so thankful. And they messaged me and they said, oh, we're crying because we're so happy that we got this. And that just, oh my God, that is why... I do it, and that really should be why everyone does it. I think that every insurance agent, once you have your first death claim or somebody, for instance, who needs to tap into the ABRs, the living benefits, once that happens, it puts everything else in in a different perspective. Because we're kind of selling, promoting peace of mind and all that, and people just, well, eventually they're going to tap into that. They're going to use the product services that we sell, but that might be 20, 30 years down the road. But when it happens in the moment, it's like, even though that might be not a client that you've been close to, but for me, it's happened a few times, unfortunately for my clients, of course. And uh, every time I get like, wow, just an attitude adjustment and a reminder how important it is of what I do for my clients. And they may not see it right now. They may think, oh my God, I'm putting $300 or $500 into an IOL and um, you know, I'm just spending money. No, you're not spending money. It's an investment in mm-hmm. you know, yourself and your future and all that. But, but when those things happen, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful and blessed that I have that impact that I can make in people's lives 
and you know their future their their children their families just recently actually one of my clients uh, for a good number of years um she's in her 40s and she had a heart attack and now she's gonna have to take off quite a bit of time from work to recover and all that so i'm helping her um you know with the paperwork and all that and again i just of course i'm sad for her it's unfortunate what happened but I'm, I'm feeling proud of that I was able to provide that peace of mind for her, that she, you know, her life is not going to be totally in distress because of financial burden. When Mark and I looked at this opportunity, he was all in right away. Uh, but it took me a little bit more coaxing, and thank goodness I, I, I trust him because the more I learned about it, I fell in love with it because I personally know the families I could have helped. Mm-hmm. And we said, Yes, this is something. And when you think about it, too, it's like, I think I like the Comcast bill. And I know this is going to kind of spin it to a little different, but a Comcast, they bundle stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get better pricing. How many people go out and try and buy insurance and then a retirement account and then short term and long term? And before you know it, it's where it's not even affordable. Yeah. I like it that if you don't need it, if you don't need the living benefits, bingo, you have them, but you don't need them. Mm-hmm. So you're not throwing those premiums away then it's just going to look better for you in retirement. So it's a win-win-win. Whatever you need, whenever you need it, this policy is there for you. We can touch so many people's lives. And that was really what our focus became then, is how can we touch as many people as we could and put that type of business model together? I actually experienced personally what it is to not be properly prepared. Mm-hmm. So right when I was in that uh, time of transition, uh, my mom mm-hmm. uh, got very sick. And uh, before she passed away, she shared with me that she had seen a commercial on TV and she had purchased a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Well, when she passed away and she went to heaven, uh, right there, you know, my, I have two brothers and myself. We were right there with the funeral director at the mortuary. And that changed really the course of my life Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, as you know, the field director, one of the first things he asked was, did she have life insurance? And we said, of course. And he said, bring me her policy. We had it. Here it is. He reviewed it. And I'll never forget how he read it and literally threw it across the table to me. And he told me that paper is worthless. No. And I said, no, this is her policy. She's been paying monthly religiously her, her premium. This is her life insurance policy. And I, I asked him, please read it again. And he read it uh, one more time. And I noticed that he picked up my mom's death certificate. He read it. He said, I want you to pick it up. And I want for you to read it out loud so that all of us in this room can hear you. Mm. And so I said, okay. And he said, read the top heading, what does it say? And I read it and it said, accidental death life insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's like a light went on. It was one of those aha moments. Mm -hmm. He said, this is what, this is one of the unfortunate things that happens to many people, elderly. They go out, they see something on TV or something. They purchase one of these type of policies that is an accidental death only type of policy. They don't cover very much. I just finished reading her death certificate said that it was a natural death. So she has no life insurance. Mm-hmm. So you need to pay me $15,000 in the next 48 hours. So my brother and I looked at each other, my brothers and I, and we said, well, that's $5,000 a piece. We ought to show up 
with this money in the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And long story short, one of my brothers could not do it. Mm-hmm. So that whole experience of how could that this had happened, she had a policy, it was no good. Mm-hmm. That whole situation left such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh. That I said, I, I, I decided I want to learn, I need to teach people uh, how to avoid this. And it just that so happened that everything just kind of fit together. And then as I, I began to inquire more into uh, financial services and life insurance, and that was one of the key reasons that propelled me to go into financial services because honestly, for me, it was how can I earn a living uh, educating others so mm-hmm. they do not have to go through these horrific situations that me and my brothers just went through, uh, especially when you think that there's already coverage and protection there. And what has happened since then is I have been in so many people's homes that have been in the very similar situation where I've asked them to bring me their uh, life insurance policy. We have read it, and they thought they had permanent or life insurance, and it was only term. Now I do my job of educating them, and most people just are shocked that they do not have the protection that they thought they had. And that has been one of my biggest uh, discoveries while doing this, is, is that most people that we speak with don't truly have what they think they have. That's where our aspect of not being salespeople, but being educators comes in. And we're able to say, listen, let's read your policy together. I did not come to sell you anything. Let me help educate you. Let's together read what you have. That, of course, opens up an opportunity for us to be able to to educate them and, and hopefully offer them something better. How I came into contact once I made the decision and got licensed, how yeah. I made my decision uh, to come into uh, FFS, doing my searching there, I, I came across uh, uh, an ad uh, by whom now is my you know executive field chairman, Javier mm-hmm. Rodriguez, here in Southern California. Right. He had put out an ad looking for life agents, and the ad that he put out said, hey, listen, would you like to work with uh, police officers, with teachers, educate them how to protect their retirement, and so on and so forth. So they caught my attention. It took me a, a few tries to get a hold of him. He's a very busy individual. But I finally got a hold of him. And uh, a day before Thanksgiving, I'm in San Diego. He's in Los Angeles. I drove all the way before a day before Thanksgiving, all the way to Los Angeles. Wow. And knocked on his door and sat down at his office. He shared with me the FFS story, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I have never looked back. I said, man, this is a, an awesome opportunity to be able to help people in a certain way by connected to a company that provides so much to its agents. On the client side, I have to say, you know, for the last 12, almost 13 years been in this business, we have put together as a team over $2 billion in protection for the community. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, through that 12, 13 years, I've had come across about 12 death claims and because, because of this business, because I'm able to sit down in front of that single mom with a child of 16-year-old, I was able to put together a half a million dollar protection. And the story I want to share is that there's many stories, but the one that, that, that stuck out the, the most is that um, this lady, she's single, she uh, has a 16 years old. And when I sat down with her, she put a lot of money in her 401k. And I told her, look, you know, there's different ways for you to, you know, 
spend that same amount of money, but you can get like half a million dollars to protect your daughter. And we did that. And then um, two years down the road, I got a phone call from from the young lady now turned 19. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, you know, Victoria, my mom passed away. And I mean, I can still remember that phone call. And I went silent. And the first thing I came back, I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Your mom have put together something for you. I mean, I can still get emotional. Remember, remembering, advising this 19 years old, losing her mom. That's the only person she had left. And without this proper planning, she would be out on the street. And so what she told me is that, you know, now I understand why my mom got this policy for me because I know my aunt and uncle will not allow me to stay in their home. At 19, I would not know what to do without this money. And it's not only helping the mom to transfer this wealth to her young child, but for me at that time, giving her advice, like an aunt, like an immediate family. I said, look, do not let anybody know that you have this policy. Do not tell your friend that you have this half a million dollar coming. Do not take phone calls from financial advisor where she did, uh, claiming that one of her um, you know, family found out and, and tell her to you know, call this financial advisor where they guarantee she will double her money. Mm -hmm. And I said, Tell that person to put it in writing, put with under his letter uh, logo and put it in writing. So these are things that happen day in and day out. And when things like that happen, it makes me even more uh, convinced that I'm in this business for a reason. Another situation that happened that I met this gentleman, this, this guy who came in and he's 49. Um, you know, he's uh, he works at the casino dealing uh, card. Um making 38,000 and because he doesn't know, you know, he put $260 into his O&K. And when I sat down with him, I said, look, um, you're not paying tax. Your, your family's, your, your income is very low. Why would you put this money in your 401k when, you know, you're the only provider for your family, your, your wife and two kids are relying on you. Why don't we take the same $260? Let's shift it. Let's put it into a life insurance policy for you. I got him 250,000. I told him, this money right here that you put in here, all you're doing is temporarily deferring the tax that you're not paying to accumulate down the road. You have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So he, he did that. November, Thanksgiving, 2017, he came in. I have redirected that $260 into a policy. December, I delivered the policy for him, 2017. January, 2018, I got a phone call from him saying that his doctor said he has lung cancer last stage and he has six months left to live mm -hmm. the first thing i told him is don't worry i got you a policy that if something ever to happen to you your family will be protected at least with 250 come along with that i mean it's like it was very tough going through the battle with the hospice and long-term care. He didn't touch this money, even though he can. And I remember the last phone call he called me, he said, is my policy still good? I said, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he said, because I have nothing to leave back on my family, except for the 250,000 that you advised me to shift my $260 over. To me that night going home, it was hard hearing those phone calls 
but I know what I've done is good. And mm-hmm. let me share with you, like the journey of that little young lady. I was able to walk his wife who does not speak English to help her fill out the forms, to help her to get it notarized. I pay for all the costs. I pay for the notarized. I pay for everything just to let her know that she's in good hand because I feel like the husband, which is my customer, have whispered things to me, please help me take care of my wife. And and still today, I can still see her. When I first met her, she was only 48 with black hair. And by the time I delivered the check to her, it's all gray. And she told me this story. She kept on crying, holding my hand. And she kept on telling me that I don't know what I would have lived because I've shared the house with my husband's family. And as soon as he passed away, they kicked me out. And I was about at the temple or a place to live because I have no place to live. And with this money, I'm able to continue on life. So I show her how to protect that money. And so to me, this is the reason why I don't say many things, but it's, it's my mission. It's the reason why I will continue on to share and to 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 help people understand how valuable that $260 if you put it in the right place. I think one of my my favorite stories is, you know, it happened just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, with this client, I was able to talk to her about the financial education part as well. And so her mom had a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Um and about three, three, four years ago, her mom had passed away due to ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. And with the death benefit proceeds after funeral expenses and final expenses were paid off, she still had a little bit of money. And, you know, we met up and with that extra money that we had, she was able to use that money to fully fund for her retirement account using, you know, our Kaizen product. And so now in terms of retirement, I mean, she's set, right? She said, and for me, like, that's what I want. I want mm-hmm. people to, you know, I always tell my students or my clients, you know, mm-hmm. like money, it doesn't bring back your loved ones. But if you know how to use it right, I mean, it can help you mourn and it can help you ease that financial burden a lot. And if you do it right, I mean, you can you can set yourself up for a really good financial future, right? Yeah. So. For her, I mean, that that's the kind of stories that I look forward to. Um, and, and it really reminds me, like, why we do what we do. We helped a client who's actually a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, literally since grade school. And it was funny. She was like, listen, <laughs> I love you, but we're, you're dealing with my money and this is all I have. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... She knows me. She knows I'm charismatic. And she's like, okay, I know you just trying to sell me or whatever. But, you know, I brought Kim in and you heard Kim. She's really methodical in the way she does things. She didn't come off threatening and all of that. And we did a major rollover with him. And afterwards, she just thanked us both. She said, you know what? You guys are anointed to help people create financial security for them and their families. And for us, that meant the world to hear that come from my grade school friend that I've known over 40 years to give that testimony. 
Now I can tell you when we first started this business, it was very intimidating because number one, we're women. Women in a very in a very competitive industry, which is financial services industry. It was intimidating. Number two is that you know we never own our own business, so it was overwhelming. We didn't know where to begin, but thank God that we trusted First Financial Security training, massive training that the company is offering, and the field leaders that help us every step of the way. So what I will say to women and anyone that is looking into owning their own business and then becoming their own boss, we encourage them to take a look at our business model because our business model, what we're saying is that all agents are essential. We make sure that we're holding their hands from the beginning to the end. They always are having someone there to help them every step of the way, right? So I will say what a great opportunity to build our own business where the company has everything to offer to us to become successful. You know, sometimes we have our own ideas. Oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. We have our own personal limitations. And again, when you get yourself out of the way, things just become possible. And, um, you know, I'm looking back at those 12 years, I, I'm still excited and passionate about what I do. So every day after I'm grateful, I do a gratitude list every day. And every day I'm like, you know, I, I love what I do and I do what I love. That's been like this for 12 years. I would not have changed a single thing. Even the bad stuff, I would not change a single thing. Because mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in everything you do, like everything that happens to you too, good or bad, like leads you to exactly where you are today. So if you're happy where you are today, then it was worth it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and you wouldn't have gotten here had you not done other things that you did. I always feel fortunate because there are plenty of people who are, are talented and smart and good enough. And as they say that, you know, you, you have to have some talent, but you also have to have some kind of the fortune, the good fortune of running into an opportunity and then taking advantage of that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I did that. Every opportunity that came my way. I just love it. I just love the nature of the job. I mean, at first it was really scary. It was tiring. It was frustrating. But now I'm just so energized. Now I have this ammunition of knowledge that I will share with you if you allow me that opportunity. So now me, it's more like rejection. I'm okay with it. You know, at the beginning, it was definitely very hard. I don't know anybody that would be okay with rejections, right? But now I'm like, okay, I got it. Maybe it's not the right timing. Maybe you're not in the right place at the moment, but I'm pretty sure a year from now, we will talk again. So now I'm better equipped emotionally. Throughout this process, I definitely learned a lot about myself. I never knew. I'm like, wow, you know, I can do this. It's all about your mindset and just believing in yourself and not giving up and just motivating yourself. I'm just fortunate to have the team around me. We motivate one another and we all go through the same struggle. And it's good that we can all relate to one another, but it's also important that you know your capability, you know, and you motivate yourself. You just change that mindset and say, you know what? It's okay. Every day is another day and it's going to be better than the day before. And if it's not today, there's tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it could be 
five years from now, it's okay. But most importantly, I have the heart and the compassion to really help people change the face of insurance. That's always been my goal and just helping as many people as possible. Having that and being reminded of that gets me up like every single day, just knowing that, hey, today might be the day. It's always the right day to help people. And it's always the right time to show you gratitude. But Thanksgiving especially. So everyone have a happy holidays. We'll be taking a little break through December and January, but we'll be back going strong in February with new episodes of Lead and Power Grow. Thank you all for listening today. I hope you got a lot out of it. And you can hear a lot more stories like the ones you heard today by listening to old episodes of Lead and Power Grow at firstfinancialsecurity.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So till next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>